Welcome back to The Yurong Show, where we help entrepreneurs live their best lives. I'm your host, Justin Yurong, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Podcast setup. So this is what I use for podcasts virtually. But like uh, you're in Fresno, right? I am. Yep. I'm in Fresno. That's right. Heck yeah. That's even better, man. But what you got going on? Well, um, I'm running, you know, this junk removal business, which keeps, you know, me and my wife pretty busy. So been doing this um for almost two years now so you know um looking to add in you know real estate investing now and pretty excited about that heck yeah i mean junk removal is great because if you're going to be real estate investing you're going to have to do some holes <laughs> like it's perfect yeah it's pretty true yeah but uh so what are you trying to do right now in um the investing stuff or like what are you doing what are you trying to do yeah so i mean on the investing side right now what I've been doing uh, is just kind of like evaluating some opportunities when we come across them in the junk removal business side of things, um, looking to like kind of present opportunities to some of the clients that obviously, you know, would be in a situation where they'd be interested in like selling for cash. Um, so I haven't closed the deal yet. We got really close on one about, I want to say two weeks ago, um, but we weren't able to make a deal with them. Um, so now I'm considering maybe starting to do like some marketing, um, but I haven't really made any progress in setting up anything in terms of systems or, you know, pulling lists or anything like that yet. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's where we all start. Uh, what are you thinking of doing like for the marketing? Um, what I was thinking of doing was, uh, you know, like getting, getting some lists and, you know, setting aside a couple of days a week to do cold calls um, until mm -hmm. I felt comfortable enough to maybe train someone else to do them. Um, I'm not really sure that I should uh, jump right into like having like someone else do them like a BA without having a full understanding of the process myself. Um, but I also am trying to recognize that I have, you know, time constraints with running the business and trying to eff effectively start another business at the same time. So that is a yeah. bit challenging for me right now. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, man, I would just recommend trying to do it for like a month mm -hmm. or just enough time for you to be like, all right, I got enough leads. I generally know the data now, like here's how many leads or dials you have to make a day to get this many leads. And so like now you can train someone say, here's here's your goal. Here's your expectation. Um, and just like go at it. And then you still have to kind of, it's not like you just let them run free. You have to be giving them feedback and training them, role playing, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I think that would be a good start is like, cause I think you have to have some understanding of like, how does this work? You know, how these conversations go. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal for me. Um, but I don't really know. Like you said, I, I like the input of like trying it out for a month to like mm -hmm. get a good feel for it. And like you could say like, okay, I got some data together and this is how many, you know, calls I, I made before we got some kind of, uh, you know, some traction so I can have an understanding of how much effort, you know, it's going to take to get one. Um, and then also really trying to develop a system in my current business so that there's a way to reliably, you know, make offers uh, when it's appropriate for, you know, you know, the, the situations that we come into pretty often um, mm -hmm. and then learning how to convert them more reliably too. Mm -hmm. Exactly, dude. No, I think you're in the right spot, man. Oh, are you thinking of like, are you in a stage where you're like, I'm ready to start this now? Or are you just kind of like, you're not sure? 
Where are you at? No, I'm definitely in a stage where I'm ready to start this now. Um, cool. I do want to start taking action. I'm not like, you know, just, oh, I just want to think about it and overanalyze and plan. Like I'm ready to actually do some stuff to, to make, you know, progress. And, and I really, I do want to get a deal before the end of the year for sure. Nice. Now nah, you'll do it, man. Okay. So if you want a cold call, let's see different ways you can get people's phone numbers to call like easiest, not yeah, easiest, not the cheapest way to do it is to get some kind of data provider. There's actually a free one. I think it's called prop wire. Um, but there's also paid ones like prop stream mm-hmm. batch leads, stuff like that. It's about a hundred bucks a month around there. Um, those are great. I use prop stream myself, but if you're like, no, we want to test the waters, prop wire could be good, or you could get them for free from a title company. Um, some reps some reps will be very friendly and helpful you just have to tell them hey like can you pull like this like or how specific can you get in your criteria you could ask them okay can you pull like oh absentee owners high equity people like what can you filter and then they would give you the list it wouldn't be skip trace so it wouldn't have the phone numbers and from there you can skip trace from to find the phone numbers um in my experience everything is all kind of the same no matter the price point like legitimately with 12 cents a skip three cents a skip 25 they're all like kind of the same um so the cheapest one and it's pretty good kind skip tracing like k-i-n-d that's a solid one or you could just use whatever you come across it doesn't really matter but just skip it um and then from there it's just making the calls and if you are limited on the time for sure get a dialer like it's going to be totally worth it have you used one before um no but i've heard of a couple like uh like mojo dialer yeah, uh, batch dialer. There's a couple, right? Like that. Yeah, no, I've used a couple. I've used Mojo Call Tools, and then I've used uh, so Mojo Call Tools, and then now I'm using Ready Mode. I really like Ready Mode, but it's not user friendly. Like, it's probably not the best first dialer. Uh, okay. Mojo super user friendly. Like, you you get it. Like, it, it's very clear and how it works. Um, but yeah, it's bas- it's going to be so much easier because instead of you having the hand dial, um, you can use like triple line dialer. So it'll call three people at once. And it'll just speed the process up a ton. Uh, for like maybe to give you an example, would for me like a little bit before this call, I was doing cold calling myself on a live just to, for the YouTube and stuff. Uh-huh. I did it for like twenty five minutes. We got a lead out of it, which was cool. But for every five minutes, I noticed we were calling about like 50, 50 dials. So mm-hmm. in about thirty minutes, it's like three hundred dials, and then six hundred for the hour. So like that's the speed at which you can call people with the dialer. Um, and even some dialers, you can crank it up like mine. It goes up to 12. I'm not using that for a solo person because then you just miss out on a lot of calls. Like, you right. know. um, but that gives you a little bit of perspective on like how much you could probably call. Okay. Yeah. I always kind of wondered about that cause I haven't, you know, used any of the, um, the dialers before I was always like, okay, so if you're talking about a triple dialer, that's, you can make three calls at once and then. Mm-hmm. The odds are most likely in those, like, one person's going to be answering. I mean, I just wondered what happened if, like, two people answered at the same time or how it, like, actually dials out. Yeah, no, so that's how, that's exactly how it works. It dials three at once. And if two people answer, for example, the first person who picks up, that's who you talk to. The other person, they're called abandoned. So I think it just, like, goes blank on them. And then your dialer will call them again later. Um, But the goal, the reason why triple line dialer is so popular. It's like it's a perfect sweet spot to where you're not abandoning too many calls. As you go up, you you'll start to abandon a lot more calls. Um, so that's how the dialer works. Now, if you're using a dialer, um, this is where a lot of people get it wrong. Actually, I would get multiple numbers. 
like not just one number, not just one Google voice number, but like there's different things you can use. A lot of times the dialers will actually have numbers or like maybe an affiliate for numbers that you can get from local to your area with a five, five, nine zip code and um, get at least 30. Like I I swear, or just get 30, 30 is a solid number. I'm using 30 right now because if you use one and you're calling so many people that fast, you're marked as spam, like instantly. It's going to get flagged. Yeah. Flagged. No one answers Um, versus I don't know if Mojo does this, but a lot of dialers, they'll rotate the numbers. So if you have 30 numbers, every single call, it's a different number calling. So then they have some like rest time to not be flagged. So that's a like for sure do that. Okay. What does it cost roughly to get like a, to get a number? Because if you're buying like 30 of them, what I expect to pay? Uh, For me, I paid 30 bucks to initiate or get the numbers and 30 bucks a month to keep the numbers. So not too bad. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's the, like the marketing channel that I've, you know, kind of thought of to use to get started. Um, obviously I know there's more, I know that there's, you know, more paid marketing strategies and, um, well, like for a rookie like myself, what else would you recommend, um, you know, trying, or would you even recommend me just solely focusing on just cold calling for that first month and then you know, deciding change later? I'd probably just do cold calling because of your time constraint. Like you want to dedicate enough time for you to truly learn that one skill versus if you're trying to cold call and doing a text campaign and doing MLS, like it's going to be really hard. Like you'll barely get any of each. Um, So yeah, I would go all in on that cold calling, like simply because your time, if you had a lot more time, I might say, you know, try, try two, try two of them, maybe a free version, like maybe cold calling and MLS cold calling and reaching out to wholesalers if you're buying. I don't, are you wholesaling or what do you want to do? I'm, yeah, primarily I'm wholesaling. wholesaling. I do want to progress into actually fix and flipping. So yeah, it could be in the future to, to buying from wholesalers. Yeah. So either mix of cold calling and on market stuff or cold calling and even maybe texting, but that can get expensive uh, if you do both, if you're new. So yeah, I think you're fine. Just go all in on the calling. Just getting lists and, and just yeah. cold calling myself. Yeah. And then now like you have the information now to succeed. I think, I think you got all of it. And it's really now, like once you start calling, just look at the data, like there's going to be a section in Mojo or whatever dialer you choose um, to have all your dialer data, your dialer reports. So you'll start to see, like, just read the report after you do a call session. And then you can see, okay, maybe I call a thousand people. Here's how many people answered. So that's my answer rate. Here's how many people it went to voicemail. Here's how many people I connected to. So I actually talked to, um, it just gives you a good perspective. Here's how many numbers were not in service because if you just look at over a week and week, week by week, then by the time you start to train someone, if their numbers are not up to your level, you're like, huh, like maybe you're just not calling. Maybe they're not calling enough. Maybe they're just really bad on the phone. So people hang up so much faster. Maybe their accent's too strong. Like that's when you learn that stuff is because you've done the work. Um, and you can compare something. Totally. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it, I do have a small advantage and, and when I do get to the point of hiring a VA, cause we just did it for our junk removal business phone. So nice. we, we got a call center together so that they can start answering phones for a rep for us. And oh, I was cool. able to develop a cool little system to, you know, test out if they have, you know, stronger, weaker accent and all that kind of stuff. So when I do get to that point, hopefully I'll be able to, to get some, some really quality VAs on board with us. Love it, man. Um, this is a weird tip too. I think this is pretty common with like a lot of, Oh, can you hear me? Okay. I think it's pretty common actually with a lot of 
other investors I run into, and including myself, uh-huh. for some reason, the girl, uh, the female cold callers and VAs, they'll perform a lot better. I don't know why. I think people stay on the phone longer. Like legitimately, I think that's why. If they don't have the thick accent of wherever they're from, um, like a weird tip, but it's it's true. Like you can't deny the data. Yeah, our rep that we just hired is she's female, and I I I kind of agree. I think that even um for myself, if I was to get a cold call from a female, I think I might stay on the phone a little bit longer. To a little bit longer. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Would. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, um, cool. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's a good, like solid, like actionable step to go for like a month of cold calls to like learn just what it feels like to do it. And, you know, like operating a dialer, which I haven't done yet. And like, you know, getting different, you know, different lists. I mean, is there like, I hear, I mean, there's a lot of information out there in terms of like what lists to use and go after. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have any recommendation in terms of like what kind of lists to kind of target at the beginning just to, you know, general range? So at the beginning, I would for sure try to overlap as many criteria as you can, because you'll end up with like a list of like 50 people, 100 people, super small compared to like the 500,000 people that live here. Um, and when you do that, you just attack that list hard and it's going to be the cheapest method. Plus like it's gonna be super effective. Um, might not work, you know, the first time, but literally call these people 10 for me, I try to call um, everyone 10 times before I give up and they don't answer 10 times. That's when I just remove them from the list. But yeah, call them that much, text them to knock the doors if you want. Um, but yeah, attack those lists. So like you can filter everything that you think could, um, lead into it being a, a good deal or like distress situations. Like you might target high equity, um, absentee owner, uh, maybe, maybe even like all the lean, like every single lien, all the utility liens, all of the property tax liens, like just see what's there. And there's probably going to be a small amount of them. So just like try to do that, be super targeted just because if your time is limited, you want to be spending your time on the people who you think might have the best chance. Um, that was what worked best for me and a lot of other people when starting out. And then over time, you just start to use like everyone. You just call everyone. Okay. So just, is that kind of like, that's like stacking a list with these different filters to kind of be like, okay, these, all these different things line up for this list. And so that's more likely to be a situation where they'd be selling or doing a cash sale. Like for example, what if I stacked a list of someone with a lot of equity in the home? So high equity, um, let's say I wanted to target occupant. Let's say I want to talk, target an older person. So someone who's owned the home for like 35 years or more two story home, maybe they're tired of being in the house, all the liens, like any kind of, uh, child support stuff, like anything. And that would give me a really small list, like a couple people. Um, you just call those people. So that's a really easy way to start. Um, but I would say also don't overthink it too. Like the whole goal of that is just target it enough and just go ham at the calling. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think for me, the most important thing is just going to be like one foot in front of the other, just getting started, you know, just taking some action that's going to put me in a, in a, you know, different environment that I can learn in, you know, Mm -hmm. just like learn from the experience and doing it. Um, aside from like, if, you know, say, 
I go ahead and I run with this and I go do a month of cold calling. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I make some progress, get some potential leads. Nothing comes of it in a month. Um, I'm still in the same position time constraint wise with my business. You know um, what, at that point, do I just continue to stick with this one, you know, thing and and continue to focus on it? Um, Would you recommend doing anything else to, you know, try to alter my results? No, yeah, I would, I would give it time because um, it takes time. Like even if you're calling eight hours a day, like mm-hmm. it would still take some time. You know, yeah. for the most part, cold calling, it's yeah, it's the cheapest, but it's also the one that typically is the one that's going to take a little bit more time to get started. Like you might take three months, maybe more. For me, it was like six. For a lot of my friends, it was like nine. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's just different for everyone. Um, now, if you do it for a month and you're confident. And I don't know if you would be confident. I think the confidence comes from like getting leads over and over again consistently and then finding someone's like, oh, like this is a deal. Like I know this one. That's usually where the confidence comes from. And I think at that point where you feel that is the point that you should get a VA. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know how long it'll take for you. It might be a month, two, three, just whenever the confidence comes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that. Um, And then I... So my, my other like source of leads, I feel like that are quality come from like my, my junk removal business. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, um, we'll get in front of a client that, uh, you know, uh, contacts us because their mother passed away um, and they live out of town and, you know, the home's just kind of full of, you know, all of their belongings and, they even mentioned to us sometimes, you know, we're needing to get the house cleared out because we're going to sell it. Um, I haven't been able to develop like a good, maybe like script strategy approach or, you know, timing in order to like present, you know, the option uh, that, you know, we could, you know, make an offer on the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have any advice in terms of like how to like frame that, you know, yeah. Is it inside of our business? Is it like, hey, I also do this or I also work with people that do that? I've tried a little bit of different things, um, all kind of with the similar results of kind of like, you know, we're not there yet type of a thing. I think it just depends on how those leads are coming to you. So for your junk removal, are they like, are you putting ads out and they're coming to you? Are you cold calling them? Like, how are you getting them? Yeah, all of our work is all there. It's all inbound from ads, uh, Mm. primarily. Primarily uh, like Google PPC or local service ads um, or just, you know, organic stuff from our website, um, home magazine that we mail out. So okay. all different, you know, avenues of advertising that we're doing. Um, so they're coming into us, but they're contacting us for junk removal specifically. Oh, that dude, that's perfect because they're, they're kind of warm in that case. And so I honestly like just sneak in the question as they maybe even if they don't, maybe you can sneak it into your script, even if they don't mention about selling the home. But like maybe near the end of like once you've already know that you're going to solve their main problem or they already maybe kind of agreed to work with you tentatively or have agreed, just sneak in the question, hey, like, what are you going to do with the home? Like, are are you actually going to sell it or are you cleaning out the house? Like, I don't know the situation. I don't want to bother too much. Like something simple like that near the end, super easy. And they're like, actually, yeah, we're we're trying to sell this thing. So it's, it's conversational. It could be a one sentence added to your script near the end. Um, I would definitely do it after you talked about your junk removal um, because then you can say something like, oh, cool, clean this out. But like what's happening with the house? You know, <laughs> something as simple as that. Okay. Yeah. So you think it's better to kind of approach them once we've, you know, at least agreed to do business together, already have completed work 
um, you know, and then kind of trying to make that transition at that point. They're warmer for sure. I mean, not necessarily like they have to have agreed, but like maybe that, you know, they for sure want junk removal. Maybe if it's not right now, maybe it's a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still sneak in the script. Like, Hey, I know you're, we're going to clean out the house, uh, clean out the house, but what's going to happen to it. Um, that could be a question when you're talking about like their pain points or whatever it is. Your script is, I okay. think it's an easy sneak, easy way to sneak it in. Um, and if they become a lead, just you'll have another CRM. I'm sure for real estate, just like add their information to the real estate CRM. Now they're a lead there. Um, okay. and it's perfect. Yeah. I think that's been a, um, a draw, like a, a fail point for me is a uh, lack of follow-up on the opportunities. Cause like, I think I have done a decent job of like sneaking in right at the end and kind of like, you know, presenting that option and they, you know, semi open to it, but then I don't follow up with them afterwards. Like, you know, a week, a month later, yeah. there's, no, there's no CRM for it. There's no CRM. Yeah. There's no automation to follow up. So there's no contact afterwards unless I specifically remember, yeah. um, which, you know, it's tough to do when we're doing everything else. So, um, probably best to just you know already get started with getting organized on a crm so that i can start putting them in there and, yeah you know, get you know what i think might be even easier for you i think i still think you should do the cold calling but maybe like not cold call as much yet maybe just make your crm you know build it out do you have one yet built out for for uh, real estate no um podio yeah i got one if you want to if i i can add you to it it's like a blank workspace mm-hmm. and then i'll text you like how to clone it so it's like super, so you don't have to build it out because most people, you got to build it out yourself. It's kind of annoying. Okay. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, connect with me on social media and check out the different ways I can help you grow your business in the show notes. Peace.